The King's Council community is designed to equip entrepreneurs to operate in excellence through proven God-given templates and kingdom principles. Now, we believe that entrepreneurship is God-given, which is why our mission is to create wealth and provision for the purpose of confirming God's covenant on this earth. So whether you are a new entrepreneur or heck, maybe you're looking to become one, looking to go from employed to deployed, then we have a program for you. Or if you're an existing business leader looking for that tribe or that community to run with to discover what true success and prosperity in life actually is, not just within the financial means, but mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually as well. If you're looking for that purpose, or if you know that God has more purpose for you in the kingdom, then the King's Council is the tribe for you. Like-mindsetted, bold, kingdom leaders on mission, willingly engaging in the battle of business, continually conquering new territories to bring the spoils of the world back into the kingdom. The Kingdom Economy. All right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the King's Council Podcast. I'm your host, Riley Meek, and we are continuing in this series of the seven days of creation, the God-given blueprint that he has given us on how to create. And we've gone through vision. We've gone through atmosphere. We've gone through structure, which leads us into today, which is day four, in which God created order. Okay. And this is, this is one of the days where actually some people get confused with this because we, we talked about this in day one in which God said, let there be light, but he didn't actually create the sun or the moon or, or the stars even for that matter until today, until day four, because our, our human tendency is to really, when we think of light, it's, we think of the sun right? As the source of light. But in all reality, God is light. Scripture tells us that God is light. And so out of nothing, he cast vision. He created everything uh, from the the vision that he had for for what he was creating. And so God is light. God is is energy. He, He has created everything, which leads us to day four in which he actually establishes order. And I'm going to explain what that means here and how that applies into our own lives uh, shortly here. But let's just, I want to read through these verses here. Obviously, we're, we're still in Genesis chapter one. Uh, we'll pick up in verse 14 and, and we'll go through like 14 through, I believe it's 19 here. And then uh, we'll unpack this a little bit here because it's just incredible, really just how unreal, how just amazing God actually is. So I, I want to understand that again. I want to want you guys to really know and understand what's truly being said here and then how we can apply this model, this blueprint that God's given us, how that applies into our everyday life, whether it's the relationships that we're building or the business that we're building, that, that whatever we are creating, because this is the creation blueprint, that's how we can model God's template, this blueprint that he's actually given us and, and apply it into everyday life. So let's just read this together here. In verses uh, 14, we'll pick up here. It says, by the way, you know, God had structure we just went through. There was evening, there was morning on the third day. And then day four, it says, and God said, let there be lights in the expanse of the sky to separate the day from the night. 
and let them serve as signs to mark seasons and days and years and let them be lights in the expanse of the sky to give light on the earth. And it was so. God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set them in the expanse of the sky to give light on the earth, to govern the day in the night and to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning on the fourth day. All right. So God saw that it was good. First off, we can just continue to, to see here on day four, just how creative God actually is, right? He just continued his, his creative work. We've got the sun, we've got the moon, we've got the stars and, and the, the other heavenly bodies, right? And, and the sun and the moon is, is what allows us to distinguish day from night. Essentially, he was giving us time. He was, he was allowing us to have a rhythm of life knowing that we we do have to sleep, we have to, we are, heck, we're not created at this point, but he's laying the foundation in order for us to have order in our lives, okay? And, and God made all of these things for our benefit. Everything that we're, we're reading days one, all the way through six, when he actually creates us to multiply, uh, they were all, they're all created there for a specific intended purpose, Hey, and this is just the amazingness again of God, right? And and back to just everything that he's done it, it, and continues to do is always good. It's so good. It's so perfect. And not only establishing time, like what we know as a 24-hour cycle or a day, there's there's evening and then there's there's day, right? There's evening and then there's morning, which we're reading here in scripture, but also he establishes with with the galaxy and, and the the stars. He establishes seasons, right, and, and signs to actually measure, which is what we're going to dive into. We're going we're to understand how Im- the importance of actually measuring things. But God establishes. God created this all of us for us to be able to rule over time in those seasons. Actually, in Genesis eight twenty two, Scripture tells us. So you know, fast forward a few chapters here. Scripture tells us, Genesis 8, it says, as long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. Okay, so I'm going to come back to this and how this can actually be translated or how we can apply it into our own lives. But I want to just come back to just how incredible is God? I was in prepping for this, this series, you know, I've been diving deep on just creation, right? And in the book of Genesis and really just how incredible everything. I mean, the, the book of Genesis just in itself is, is incredible in, in how we can actually take that as like, once God says something, it's truth. Okay. That like, he never goes against his word. It is truth. And we can count on that. We can take it to the bank. So that in itself has been incredible. But as I've, as I've just spent time and, and just looking into the the specifics we'll call it of of how god just had to i mean he's god right so he knows all he he can he can do anything that he ever wanted but just the perfectness that he created even our solar system right it just i mean earth okay we're about 93 i think it was like 93 million miles away from the sun 
Okay, and that is the exact distance that we need to be away from the sun in order to establish this temperature that we can actually live in. Okay, if if we were to actually be even 5% closer to the sun, the oceans themselves would would be boiling hot. They, they the water would evaporate or even if we were like 5% further away from the sun, we would be nothing but ice. We would be a frozen tundra. And so just the specificness the I don't even know how to really explain just how incredible that that actually is. And for somebody to think that this could just happen by chance, I feel like you've got to have more faith in, if, if call it faith, I guess, it, in order to believe that this was created out of nothing versus a, a perfect creator that actually created this, right? It takes faith one way or the other. And it, it's just amazing how, how good God is. And a few other stats that I actually was, again, just diving into this, like the, the axis that we sit on, the rotation of it, uh, how that affects the tides uh, of the ocean, you know, when we're, we're high tide and then we're low tide, that actually affects the, the amount of oxygen that's in the water for the fish to actually breathe. Okay. It affects the, the, the ocean's current actually affect the, the water to, for it to continually be moving so it doesn't just become stagnant and stale. It's just, it's amazing. It's, um, even like uh, Jupiter, I was, I was reading here, the huge planet Jupiter, okay? It's such a huge gravitational pull that it, it pulls comets and meteors away from what would otherwise be crashing into Earth and you know, killing us all. It's just, it's just incredible. <laughs> just the, the specificness of God and just what he's done, right? And what he c- will continue to do and, and always does for us, okay? And, and actually in, in Romans, so now fast forward to the New Testament, Romans chapter one, verse 20 says, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. That's why, like it's, it's, and, and so many people just look at this and they're like, ah, it's, or they, how about they just choose not to partake? They just choose not to care, uh, which is unfortunate, right? It's just like uh, how incredible our God actually is if people actually really committed to it and, and understanding just in the book of Genesis alone, let alone all the other things, this entire blueprint that we have to actually live and operate off of back to this, hey, this is the owner's manual. Any of us who have ever tried to put something together and, and, and tried to do life without reading the owner's manual, I think in a previous episode, I gave the example of like, you know, you're putting together a, whatever piece of equipment that, that you've ordered. And so many of us, especially men, try to put something together without reading the operating manual. And then we finally get so frustrated and we come back to the truth of it that was, has been given to us from the beginning. Like that's what this is guys. And that's just why I'm just so passionate about this creation blueprint because it works. It's a fail proof plan. It works every single time. The problem is we don't work it. Okay. And, and and I don't know, I think, thankfully God is God and he has such grace because I would be extremely frustrated (laughs) at, at mankind, uh, just knowing that like, guys, I've given you this. Why, what are you doing? Why are you struggling? Why are you toiling at this thing? If you just operated within these God-given principles 
that I've given you. Okay, so I could go on and on with that, but I just want to just want us to really understand that and think about that of like, man, it is just so incredible. Even in the order that he's, he's created this vision, atmosphere, structure, now we have order. Okay. And, and that's where we're establishing time. We're establishing even the seasons, as we mentioned, and really how this applies to our everyday life. Again, whether this is your, your marriage and actually having order in your marriage, we've, we've talked about structure was like establishing the playbook that we all know what we're supposed to do. Now, order is actually implementing the playbook, running the plays, and then ultimately tracking and measuring things. Okay. This is what day four is about. There's order, there's time. God's given us this ability for time to be able to measure things, to track things. And we can do this in our relationships. We can do this, certainly do this in our business. And that's what I'm going to dive into here for the remainder of this, of, of how this can apply to us in order to run a successful business. Okay. Cause certainly we've got to have good products. We got to have good services uh, in order to have a, a successful business. But ultimately, if we're going to have that long-term successful business, it's, it's absolutely crucial for us to, to establish order. If, if our desire is to get to, to day five momentum on next week's episode and then multiply on the following week's episode, it's impossible to do that unless you have order in place first. Okay, we have a little saying here, Scott and I, we, we talk about this a lot and that you cannot manage what you don't measure. Okay, if you're not measuring it, you, there's no way that you can understand if something was good or it was bad. Okay, and, and as, as you grow your business and ultimately you want to be able to be running your business versus your business running you, you've got to be able to know and, and within an instinct know if it was a positive report or a negative report, what needs to happen, what levers need to be pulled or pushed in order for you to continue to operate in excellence in your business. And if you're not measuring, if you're not tracking anything, it's impossible to manage anything. Okay. Tracking and analyzing your metrics. We're going to talk specifically about metrics here. It's, it's absolutely critical to any long-term success. So what are business metrics? Okay, what, what does that even mean? Or uh, if you're in the, even this, the online world or click funnels we hear a lot about, they, they talk a lot about KPIs. Okay, KPIs, what does that actually mean? And that's an acronym, of course, for Key Performance Indicators. KPI. So it, what, what does that mean? It's, it's important for us to know what those key performance indicators are in order for us to make those adjustments, as I had mentioned. Okay. If, if we're tracking these things, we're going to be assessing these specific metrics. That's what's going to allow you to know the difference between success or failure. Okay. Because for example, Scott and I, we do uh, a, a number of our companies that we have are, we do seminars, okay. Dinner seminars in which we're measuring everything. Cause if we don't measure, we don't know if it was good or if it was bad. Okay. And, and early on when we, when we first started to, to scale, we would, we would ask our guys like, how, how'd the event go? Uh, it was good. Like, well, that doesn't tell us anything. Uh, good as in you got appointments, good as in that people actually showed up good as in like, what is, what does good mean? Not to mention it, it just takes all of our 
our perspective or our, our perception of things. And it brings everything down to a very uh, objective, just this is, this is what it is. Okay. And then from there, we can determine if that was good or bad. Okay. So in, in business, for the most part, there, there's two main metrics that you want to be tracking in business. There's, there's operational and, and then there's financial. Okay. So operational metrics, these are going to be, oh man, these are going to be more, le- more probably related to the performance of your employees. Okay. Or just the overall efficiency of your business. Some of these can be a little bit more difficult to track, but it's still crucial for you to track these things. And it, it could be something along the lines of, of turnaround time. Okay. If somebody places an order to when it gets delivered, right? Or, or production time, somebody orders something, uh, how long does it take to produce? Okay. Bas- or how long it takes to respond to a customer's inquiry. Okay. These, but these are, these are all so, so crucial in order for you to continually get better. Okay. How I, I approached even just sales early on is I, I consciously was constantly aware of how I could get better. And the only way that I was doing that was I was tracking my results, good or bad. I was tracking those results because I didn't know if it was good or bad until I, I had enough data to determine if it was good or bad. Okay, so what's an example of, of something like this from, a, from an operational standpoint? I'd mentioned like if you're, the amount of time it takes to, to produce a product or maybe there's even like if you, if you actually have employees, you can track performance levels uh, through computer activity, right? There, there's softwares in which you could actually see how long they were logged into a certain program you can track those performance levels or if there, if it's people, you know, Scott and I, we have a call center for one of our businesses. And so we're able to track the amount of time somebody is on a phone call and then correlate that to the amount of, of appointments that were set to the amount of sales. Every, everything has a tracking or excuse me, a measurable number in which we can track. Okay. So that's going to be operational. And then the other one would be financial. Okay. So the financial metric, and there's so many that you can track from here, but just for the, the basics of it, think of like your P&L statement, your, your balance sheet, your, your, your return on investments from your marketing campaigns. If I spend X amount of dollars, I'm getting this type of result. Okay. And again, one of, other, of Scott and I's other companies, the social dynamic selling system, we track these on, on understanding Hey, if I if I'm going to spend, you know, one of our metrics that we consider good is whatever we're spending on a campaign, um, a seminar campaign, we expect a 300% ROI, right? That's that's like our our KPI. Like that that's what that's how I know if this was if it was good, if this is a product that we can scale with or not, right? It, or this could even be tracking billing or payments type software. If if you have money coming in versus accounts receivables or payments going out, you can pair those together and then you're able to track. Again, if you don't know your numbers, you don't know anything, okay? You've got a very expensive hobby, okay? And this is so, so important to have this order in place, uh, which again, I just love how God has given us this example, but it's so important to have this order in place in order for us to even move on to the next level, okay? Because you'll never establish any sort of momentum 
again, which is what we're going to talk about in day five, unless you know where you're at right now. If I'm trying to build a roadmap here for your business, we built a game plan, the playbook for it, but then I need to know two things, where I'm at right now and then where I want to be, where I want to go. What's that vision that I have? And, and if, I don't, if I don't know that, it's going to be difficult for me to draw a map to or that playbook to. But also, I need to be tracking these and measuring these things so I can make adjustments on the fly. Okay, And that's, again, what we're going to kind of get into on day five. But if this isn't in place, we can't move on to day five yet. Okay, Tracking your, your business metrics are, are vital to long-term success. And this could be, uh, again, you cannot manage what you don't measure. Okay. And these are just, I, I broke these down into two basic ones. There's operational metrics, there's financial metrics, but your particular business, it, it, there's could be 30 different types of metrics under each of those that, that will help the growth of your business. Okay. So your particular business is going to be different. And if you need additional help on that, that's obvious. That's what we do within the King's Council is we help coach on that. Uh, if you're a business owner that's looking to to grow or to scale, that's one of the things that we would do. But Or if it's not us, find somebody else that can help you and coach you through that if this is a foreign concept uh, to you. Okay. But there's, I mean, Google it as well. There's going to be examples for your certain industry of metrics that you can actually uh, look to or, or at least get a, a baseline of what you should be measuring within your industry. Okay. So we've got operational, we've got financial metrics. Now, and, and once we've got those and we're establishing those, the main thing that you're, there's, there's a handful of, of, of numbers you're going to want to get, right? You certainly want to know like what the results were from your past experience. Okay. The, I, I, for example, I did this for a marketing campaign and I got these type of results. And then we want to, from an A-B kind of split testing, we want to make sure that we're, we're tracking those results in comparison to maybe a new marketing campaign that, that we're looking to, to actually uh, implement as well, right? So, th- I mean, there's, there's so much that I feel like I could, I could do another eight-part series on, on metrics and tracking, but ultimately, the goal here is that we're just gathering that data. We're, we're collecting that data so we can ultimately establish the momentum Okay, because if that data is, is telling us, you know, we're not performing appropriately, we're not going to be in business long enough to even establish any type of momentum. Okay, and this is where I think a lot of entrepreneurs we immediately try to rush to momentum when we haven't established a clear vision. We don't have the atmosphere, the culture in our company. We don't have the playbook to even run, let alone the tracking systems to know if we're doing well or not. Okay, because I, I've rushed to momentum really quickly, thinking we were crushing it. Like money's just going to continue to come in. This is no big deal. And I had no idea. I I didn't have any sort of benchmarks. I didn't have any sort of metrics in place to tell me or to even give me a warning of, hey, this could happen. Or once we hit these certain amount of numbers, or maybe I should be putting these, this amount aside for when I go into a slower time of of the year. Again, all these things, when you just rush directly into momentum, you can certainly get ahead of yourself. Now, I love I love speed. I love I love guilt going quick. The challenge is if 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 you go too quick, you can you can grow too quick in which you you die. Okay, your business can can outgrow and and 
part of Scott and I's systems is we've experienced this a lot where we've we've grown so quickly that we didn't have the back end, we didn't have everything else in place in order for us to handle all of the business that was coming in. Okay. And it, and a lot of people think that's a good problem to have, but it's still a problem. Okay. Whether it's good or it's bad, it is still a problem if you haven't put these proper benchmarks in place to establish that order. Okay. So I hope this is making sense for everybody. And again, why God established time in order for us to be able to track things, uh, not, on, not just our, our time in a day, but the seasons and everything. It's just remarkable how, how incredible God is. But once we've done that now, now we can transition into day five, which again is momentum. And you're going to see just the, again, just the amazingness of God in how in day five, when he actually creates living creatures, but how they actually play a key role into maintaining these first four days that we've just gone through. Again, vision, atmosphere, structure, order, and how day five actually maintains those in order to establish momentum in order for us to multiply in day six. I'm going to leave it at that for today, guys, and I will see you on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the King's Council Podcast. If you loved what you heard, give us a follow and a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also watch this episode and much more on our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash King's Council Coaching.